are now entering Armbar Audio. And welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and across the screen from me is my brown brother. Sid Shuron, what's going on? There we go. Now I had the issues. This is like actually our third time recording, and Tim froze the first two times, and now I've had my mic muted. Isn't that lovely? It is functional wrestling podcast. No, I'm kidding. No, no. There you go. That's what happens when one's in Pittsburgh and one's in Texas. Or just yeah. not in the same area. It doesn't have to be Pittsburgh or Texas, but yeah. But, um... Yeah, I, by the way, I saw, I, for those who don't know, I relaunched uh, Nerdy Mark, so I'm trying to upload semi-regularly over there. I've done, dropped two videos. I also dropped, like, a YouTube short. It's, like, my first one. Those are just going to be random shit, and just be reacting to random things. Most likely, white people ruining Indian food. That's probably what's what mine's going to be, because, yeah, that shit was just, that, that shit got to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh we haven't been on in a while and that mm-hmm. is because uh right now sit and i are both going through uh personal changes uh we're trying to better our lives and uh we have little time for the this show and um it's the middle of February. I wouldn't expect to hear from us till the middle of March, maybe like around revolution time, because I am moving. Uh, oh, in March. Yeah. And, uh, you know, both of us are gainfully employed. Thank you, God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but the title of this show is Ch-Ch-Ch-Changes. And uh, there's been a lot of changes in the past week. In the world of wrestling, uh, a few weeks ago, there was a huge change in WWE, but uh, I don't really want to give that man or what happened any any uh, any words. Yeah. But uh, well, he's gone, so that's all we need to know. <laughs> my friend Sid here, yeah, uh, still keeps up with the product, and he uh, wanted to speak on. The yeah. road to WrestleMania. That's right. Yeah, I I still kept up with the product even though I had years ago I stopped watching Raw and SmackDown. And eventually I started only watching NXT. Like in my YouTube channel, like you'll see the progression. But like I started off reviewing Raw and SmackDown. Then I said, you know what? Raw and SmackDown is kind of garbage. But NXT and at that time 205 Live wasn't. So I was reviewing that, yeah. and then 205 Live, yeah, and then 205 Live uh, got scrapped, and then AEW came. So I said, okay, I'll do AEW and NXT, and then NXT had NXT 2.0, which was basically like extreme Nickelodeon. So I said, you know what? I'm not doing this shit no more. Fuck this. So I just didn't even review shows. I just kind of did whatever when it came to pro wrestling content over there. So, uh, but... Now, of course, uh, I mean, I still kept up with WWE because there was a part of me that just wanted it to be better, and I felt like it would get better. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of better that has happened. 
And um, I'm not going to lie, there's there's a lot of talented roster members that make me want to watch. And I did watch the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. And um, I wasn't really impressed, aside from the women's Rumble match. Um, like, when it comes to presentation and production, no one is close to WWE. Uh, it, it, it really feels like every person who came out onto the show was someone and you were made to care. And that, that, that part of WWE, I think will never change. And I think that's cool. Um, but the men's rumble was pretty predictable and, uh, the men's matches that happened in between like the four way lame tired of the same Roman shit. Um, but you know, he's not going to go into WrestleMania without the title. I didn't even understand why this match was happening and I refused to watch a uh, Logan Paul match. So yeah. I was not, I mean, it's Logan Paul. That. So no one, no one blames you, but I mean, the <laughs> way that they presented Jade Cargill was awesome. Uh, Trinity coming back was awesome. Um, and Jordan Grace showing up was awesome and they really made her feel uh special um i think african-american women were were really put on display uh and on the royal rumble and like i'm not gonna lie there are some storylines that are interesting to me like when wrestlemania does happen sid i i will i will watch eo sky versus uh bailey, bailey. yeah and i'll probably watch cody versus roman just for the hope that Cody wins. Um, I really don't know what else is going on over there. So, I mean, uh, pretty much everything. Is... Yeah, go ahead. Good. Ahead. No, I said the floor is yours. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think you kind of covered a lot, and I think that's kind of what it is. But first of all, like, yeah, I think the change in leadership has definitely helped things for WWE. I just do hope that the quality progressively improves. Because uh, I know, like back then, there would be a hike in quality, and then and then it would, you know, the the shows would just be absolute garbage the next week. And I hope that it doesn't do that. That's just we'll, we'll see. But um, I think the only thing I really wanted to talk about was, yeah, the road to WrestleMania. We're talking about Bailey versus Io Sky. That should be a very interesting match. Um, it looks like we're finally having. The, like all the basically all the Japanese women and all the non-Japanese women on either sides of the spectrum in this in this so that's pretty interesting uh, but yeah I think the main thing is the whole Cody versus Roman thing with somehow Seth Rollins and the rock uh, involved so um, I know that there was the Wrestlemania kickoff and the main talking point there was well there was a few of them uh becky lynch confronted rhea ripley so we're probably going to get that match at mania um but before that i'm guessing it's going to be what's her face uh uh what's her face nia Jax, if she doesn't break rhea ripley's face i guess um yeah because that she's still she still sucks okay i still don't like her um she sucks ass yeah she sucks whole yeah <laughs> anyway 
Um, no, but, uh, yeah, so that should be cool. Bianca, not Bianca, sorry. I don't know what Bianca's doing. Maybe she'll face Jade Cargill. Who knows? I, I, I'm just spitballing. But the big talking point was... Maybe, maybe they'll put them as a tag team probably. to go against the Kabuki Warriors, and that shit would be dope. That would be dope. Or at least in my mind it would be. <laughs> yeah. I got, yeah. Ayo. Anyway. Um, oh, I'm not talking like that. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I don't know how if WWE is capable of executing. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't put it past them because they do like to put the people of the same ethnicity in one group. Like they, like they put both the black ladies together and all the Japanese women together because they're black right. and Japanese respectively. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what they'll do. That's the only reason they'll do it, not because it'd actually be a good match. Because, because oh, we got to put all the people in the same race together. Anyway, so true. Yeah, I mean, what happened? Look at look, your race, right? Jinder Mahal. Every time Jinder Mahal rears his ugly head, whatever whoever else happens to be from the continent of India is there. thrown in with. Like, yeah, except the Bollywood boys. Yeah, when they were there. They were with him, and then he went away. And then he comes up, and then that, yeah, those guys are with him. Yeah. Like, and then, well, with the exception of three MB, but yes, I see your point. But anyway, uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, but no. Um, I think the like I said, so the biggest talking point obviously was the whole thing where they first built it up as the Rock versus Roman Reigns because apparently Cody gave up his spot at WrestleMania, and everybody fucking hated it. But it looks like that was the plan for WWE. They wanted people to hate it. And because, and I think it was cool, though, because The Rock kind of turned heel, in a way. Because um, uh, he, because Co- I think, obviously, Cody Rhodes confronted The Rock and Roman Reigns because they were both kind of doing, like, the, the dap-up and saying, oh, this is going to be a, fam- a, a, a battle in the bloodline and you know it kind of like you know when they challenge for for the seat at the head of the table you know like if you've seen black panther uh the person can challenge the current king of you know whoever black panther is to uh, become the next black panther so it's like that that's at least that's how it feels and uh i think and, and it was more like you know, we respect each other, and so we're going to have this battle, and, you know, uh, you know, I guess loser buys the beers or whatever. And so I think that that's kind of what happened. And then Cody came out and confronted them, and both men talked about each other. Roman and Cody talked about each other's families. This Dusty Rhodes is old and washed up and whatever bullshit, and I never liked Dusty Rhodes, and he's a piece of shit. Roman said, I'm just exaggerating here. I'm not saying ex- that's not exactly what he said. And um, Ro- uh, and then Cody comes back and says, oh, you want to talk about my family? See, here's the thing. He points to Roman and says, if your grandfather points to the rock and his grandfather, the high chief Peter Maivia, were here, they would see you and they would be so disappointed in you. And the rock kind of came in and said, when you talk about his family, you're talking about my family. And he smacked cody in the face seth rollins and cody kind of uh you know confronted roman and the rock and roman and and the rock were like it was like a whole pull apart brawl 
kind of thing. And backstage, I think, uh, Ro- uh, well, before that, the you know, and the, and there was like a whole thing where Seth was like, "You can't just do that. You can't do that." And the Rock was like, "Yes, I can. Yes, I can." So it looks like the Rock was siding more and more with Roman. Like they, like Roman and the Rock, they kind of like did the handshake. So it looks like the Rock has aligned himself with Roman Reigns, and like so he's basically a heel now. And he even like got in Triple H's face and cursed him out and stuff backstage. So, um, it, so it looks like the Rock is gonna be a factor in this match, uh, and either he's gonna get involved in the match or he's gonna or they're gonna make it a triple threat. Um, I for one hope it's a triple threat because I don't want the Rock to get involved and cost Cody the fucking match again. That would suck. Um, but I think uh, obviously another match that's probably most likely gonna happen is Jimmy versus Jey Uso. That should happen, and I think uh, they might build that up during the Chamber uh, with whoever Roman faces. So we'll see, but. But I think the one thing that was interesting was that The Rock is a heel now, basically. And it's kind of cool because every time The Rock came back, he was a good guy. Well, yeah, no, pretty much. Like 2011, he came back. 2013, all that stuff. He was he was the good guy. And now, like, he's actually, you know, siding with the villains here. So I think that's kind of cool. But I think, you know, uh, I can see this go either way. I I can see this go one of two ways. I can either have, like I said, you can either have Roman versus uh, uh, Cody with The Rock inserting himself or The Rock screws Cody or The Rock screws Roman. And then we have that one-on-one match between The Rock and Roman Reigns because you don't need a title for that match, in my humble opinion. Yes, there's somebody you're you're uh, you kind of threw to the wayside, and I feel Seth. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, and and the thing is like, well, that's how he was treated. Uh, so before, before the kick, yeah, I understand. Uh, before the the kickoff, he made his claim to Cody as to why Cody should come after his title, and it was a compelling promo. Uh, and then oh, yeah. after the pull apart. You know, Rollins uh, put on X, you know, that he agrees with Cody and that The Rock shouldn't be able to, you know, eclipse anyone who's been here working their ass off and stuff like that. And it it's kind of feels like, uh, like kind of like the always the bridesmaid, never the bride for him right now. Yeah. Because even though he's a champion. Plan- the plan was probably uh, coming out of uh, the Rumble to have Punk challenge Rollins, and now now they have to pivot because Punk is a brittle bitch, yep. and uh, it'll be interesting to see where he lands. Like, um, if if Triple H said the match is Cody and Roman, then who are It'll be interesting to see what happens at the Elimination Chamber because, from my knowledge, Drew McIntyre has already made it in, and yeah, Drew McIntyre is riding a wave of momentum. Uh, he was in the Final Four. He's been he's been very vocal about CM Punk. Uh, he's he's made some fun merch. Uh, I just. Um, 
So that'll be interesting. I really, really hope that when Mania comes and Cody has his match, that whatever whatever happens is was just like everybody's dying for Cody to be the champion. And nobody everyone's sick and tired of how Roman operates. So it'll be interesting to see how that match goes. If it's a triple threat, I, I, I don't want to I don't want to see a triple threat. I would want no. something to happen like you know, Solo goes in there to fuck our fuck around, and The Rock's there, and you think The Rock's gonna let it happen, and The Rock doesn't let it happen, and like The Rock becomes a an obstacle for the bloodline, uh, and then and then Cody gets the title, and then Roman is like, "What the fuck, man? I thought you were on my side," and then that kind of does the yeah. whole head of the table uh, issue coming out of WrestleMania, which I think is more appropriate. And like you cool. said, it doesn't need a fucking title, man. You don't need a title between two megastars. Like, that's... Yeah. You know, I mean... Yeah. That's I mean, just they, my thought on it. No, I agree, because they... I mean, like, remember, like, years ago, WrestleMania 28, they did Rock versus John Cena. That was the main event of WrestleMania, which, yes, fine, Punk was pissed off about. But, no, it was the main event of WrestleMania, and there was no title involved. So, I mean, you can still do it. And I get it. Punk, not Punk. Uh, Roman, well, you know, I would you argue that Roman is, like, as big, if not a bigger star than Cena? No, I wouldn't. No, yeah, because... I mean, of his generation, you could compare him to Cena, but he, in the grand scheme of things, absolutely fucking not. Like, he he has a lot, a lot to do before he's compared to Cena. And in my in my opinion, the only person who is actually comparable to Cena, uh, by the time it's all said and done, by the time this man's career is over, they will look at him like they look at Cena, is Cody Rhodes. Uh, True. Philanthropy, like, when you look at Cena, it's it's about, it's more than wrestling and the titles. It's about what he did. Like, you know, like, his, his, uh, just his whole message um, and all of the wishes he granted and like the media um like you could go up to somebody who doesn't watch wrestling or doesn't know anything about wrestling you could say jonas and they'll be like oh yeah i know that dude yeah you can't Uh, even say the rock anymore because like a lot of people don't even know that the rock was a wrestler like legit i was talking and i think that cody uh you know i've said this for a long time i think cody you know he's he has the potential and i think he has the desire to get into politics and i feel like he's he is suited for that big time um he has been on television um in different roles Mm -hmm. um specifically arrow but i think like 
I think he he has the potential to be a Cena. I think Roman is more like the first Roman. Like Yeah, uh, that's true. I I came to WWE and I fucking dominated. If anything, you could compare him to a, a piece of shit from Minneapolis or Minnesota, wherever the fuck he lives, uh, uh, who was also named in that... Uh, well, he wasn't named, but people figured it out in that uh, lawsuit. Um, I actually don't know but, who you're talking about, but we don't have to talk about it here. But he's a, he's a he is the Paul Heyman guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, um, speaking of changes, mm-hmm. uh, two companies got rid of. Two very important figureheads this week. Stardom uh, got rid of Rossi Ogawa, who is the founder and the head booker of Stardom. And TNA got rid of uh, the president of TNA, Scott D'Amour. And in both of these situations, it's really uh, a really head-scratching thing. Um, Scott D'Amour apparently had clashed with Anthem Sports uh, and Entertainment multiple times over budgets. Uh, He wanted to make Impact better. He literally got TNA resurrected uh, at Hard to Kill. He has brought in a lot of good talent, and um, he was there since, I think, 2003. Uh, This guy was like the heart and soul of that company, and he had a lot of support in the in the locker room, but uh, it was said that he knew that the firing was coming um, because he had threatened to quit multiple times. And before he was let go, he actually he had backing from a financial institution, and he wanted to buy TNA off of Anthem, and Anthem wouldn't wouldn't allow it. Mm. Uh, when the news hit, apparently the TNA locker room was was uh, aghast. Um, this is not surprising to me because um, you know businessmen are businessmen, but people with passion are willing to put money on the line for something they believe in. And um, Scott Diamore was a very, very passionate man for TNA wrestling. Uh, on the other hand, uh, in the case of Stardom, uh, Rossi uh, sold the company, I believe, in 2019 to Bushi Road, who also has New Japan. And uh, there were creative differences. Um, and Rossi had decided to leave, mm. I think, in November and was going to leave later in the spring uh, and Bushi Road um, got wind that Rossi was either going to WWE or starting his own promotion and he was starting to poach talent from stardom which is not a problem that they had whenever he was poaching talent from other Joshi promotions um, yeah so that that relationship ending was also something that both sides seen coming. Uh, it is it is believed that uh, Rossi 
is going to start his own promotion, and he is going to fund it through the money that he made from selling stardom. Julia, who was believed to be going to WWE, is either A, going to help get Rossi's promotion off the ground, and then go to WWE, or just stay with Rossi. It's also believed that Kari uh, Hojo slash Sane uh, left for WWE because she found out that Rossi was planning to leave. Um, it'll be very interesting come mid-March when a lot of the stardom talents contracts are up to see where uh, where people are, are going to go here. Um, there was also talk about uh, Rossi having a relationship with WWE, and right now that has all been tabled. WWE is going to take a step back, allow Rossi to do his thing, and see stardom or Rossi and who who's going to benefit them the most. Um, Makes sense. So, so interesting things happening in both of those companies. Um, another major change. Uh, the JCW Jersey Cup happened this past weekend. And um, Masha Slamovich came out the winner, and she is the first female to win the J-Cup. She is the first wrestler to win the JCW Championship. She is the first wrestler to hold the GCW, to to have held the GCW and the JCW Championship. Um, It came down to her and the defending uh, champion and defending tournament winner, Jordan Oliver. And the tournament itself was full of fantastic matches. Um, the side matches, uh, like that weren't in the tournament, were fantastic, especially the appearance of Fuminari Abe and Puyo Nomura, the astronauts from Big Japan and All Japan. They wrestled uh, Violences Forever for the GCW tag team titles on night one and then in Lost. And they fought Mike Bailey and Jonathan Gresham on night two. And they're coming back for GCW slash JCW versus the world during the collective. But um, Jordan Oliver decided to put his title on the line throughout the, uh, the tournament. The tournament. And his first opponent was his former stablemate in Young, Dumb, and Broke in Griffin McCoy. His second opponent was his former stablemate and MLW tag team champion with him, uh, Myron Reed. And then his, uh, his last opponent was his GCW tag team championship partner, Nick Wayne. And it was very poetic to me. I thought it was a great booking on that end. Uh, Masha had overcome uh, Man Like Darice. That was an entertaining Matt, match. Matt Mikowski and Alec Price. Um, Masha Slamovich uh, really, you know, literally and figuratively put all of them to bed. Um, she has a large arsenal of things that she can win with, like the uh, like the the capo kick and the snow plow and other things of that nature, but she she choked all of these motherfuckers, including Jordan Oliver, out. 
and that was pretty pretty awesome in my opinion now i did have sid watch 90 percent of this show this uh tournament yeah and uh sid i got so i got some questions for you oh shit uh before going into the tournament who were you excited to watch i think for me you know because I think part of it was because you've like hyped him up so much. Definitely Mike Bailey, the speedball Mike Bailey. He's always, uh, I think, in all these indie shows, he's always like a joy to watch for me. Uh, definitely Jonathan Gresham. Uh, I've, again, I've watched his matches. I think even in his short stint in ROH, like, like well, not the, the new ROH, not the old one. The new ROH was, was really good. See, I, I know, I know. But, um, yeah, and then also, like, his stuff in the Indies was really good. <coughs> but I think for them... And then it was cool because uh, also we saw Mike Bailey versus Great Sasuke. And that was a damn good match. And to be honest, it is my first time seeing Great Sasuke. So that was great. Um, I, yeah. Bringing Great Sasuke was great? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Why? It's very appropriate that it was great seeing the great Sasuke. Oh yeah, of course. Yes, absolutely. Because I can't say because I can't say phenomenal because then AJ Styles will file a lawsuit or some shit. Anyway, um, like no, 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 he'll show up and say it three times, like uh, those those commercials where they where they say joke and Jimmy Fallon shows up, or they say ludicrous and ludicrous shows. Oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah, the State Farm. Like an insurance thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was great seeing the great Sasuke. Yes. Um, and, uh, I, I did like, uh, I, I did think it was very surprising for, well, not surprising, but it was cool to see Nick Wayne still doing, uh, you know, uh, indie shows. So, I, I mean, I think there was like a whole thing where apparently Tony Khan wasn't allowing AEW talent to do GCW shows, but you know, that made, I don't understand where that was, but it was good seeing Nick Wayne kind of you know, when he's not under the tutelage or, under, you know, under the influence of Christian Cage doing whatever the fuck he wants. So it was it was nice. It was good to see that. So those were some of the wrestlers that I was excited to see. And actually, even Masha Slamovich, because, again, I've seen some of her stuff. Very impressed. Very, very cool that she won the whole thing. And also, uh, yeah, very excited to have seen her. Um Definitely one guy I'd never heard about but really liked was Man Like Doris. That was that was cool. I liked that match a lot. I think that's one of my favorite matches. I had heard about him. I had never seen him and I, I was I was impressed. Yeah. He's basically um, like the, the drill version of R Truth. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um I was I was uh very excited that Matt Mikowski was involved because before his injury, he was on the rise in the independence. He was slated for an IWTV world championship. And unfortunately he got injured and that injury was a long, a long lasting injury. Um, but his matches in this were great uh, against the first against Tony Deppin and the last against Masha Slamovich. Um, I liked the astronauts matches. I liked Sasuke's matches with Nick Wayne and Mike Bailey. Uh, the, 
honestly, if you watch, if you are an avid independent wrestling fan, um, you wouldn't be surprised by 95% of the names that were, that were involved in these shows. Uh, but they utilize them correctly. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the J cup was, uh, well worth watching. And, uh, I'm excited to see where Jordan Oliver goes from here because he just did like a world tour on his own and he's been in MLW. He's been the, in JCW, he's done the JCW thing. Jordan Oliver, and he watched his younger tag team partner and Nick Wayne get signed to AEW. And I feel like Oliver is on the cusp of getting signed somewhere. And maybe that's why they had Masha win. Or maybe just because they like Masha and they believe in her. And, you know, who knows? Um, but um, either way. Seems like just good things for Jordan Oliver. So, right. Um, that brings us to our last talking point, AEW, and there's been some big changes there. Um, most notably, Sting and Darby Allen are the new tag team champions. Yep. And it seems like for Revolution, they're going to put those on the line against a very changed. Young Buck team of Nicholas and Matthew, the executive VPs. Yeah, <laughs> they renamed the BTE trigger as the EVP trigger, which <laughs> I actually love this new the, these new characters for for that's um, great. Young Bucks, they're like delusional delusional heels, and it's, it's like some of the best. But it's also like they're leaning into everything that internet trolls have said about them since the conception of AEW. And that's the thing that really, really makes me happy. Because they're so fucking good at manipulating and trolling the the haters. You know? Like, all the time. Ever since they were in fucking... Started in Bullet Club. You know what I mean? Like, they just... They're just so good at that shit. Yeah. And it was nice to see Sting and Darby win because Sting has done a a good amount in AEW. And to to have his last match, him going in as a champion, and, and, you know, that's really cool to me. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's amazing. Especially if they push Ricky up the card because uh, your boy Cody Rhodes recently said that he would like to have Wardlow and Ricky Starks come to WWE. And there's a lot of online chatter all the time about Ricky going to WWE. And if I was Tony Khan, I wouldn't let that fucking happen. Yeah. Sorry. I would, I'd do whatever. I would throw whatever money you can, but you know, sometimes it's not about the money though. It's, yeah, it's it's about, about like, like hey. creating creating who you are and it's like yeah. you know he he cut that promo after punk left where he was like you know every time I'm on the rise somewhere in this company something happens to fuck me all out of it 
And, you know, he, the guy's promo skills are fantastic. They He's are. a great wrestler. Yeah. He, uh, He's got everything. He needs to be, yeah, he, he needs to be shot up. I agree. Major time. I agree. Major yes. Yeah. I think that that's definitely, should, he should definitely, he definitely could be the next AEW world champion after Swerve, you know. Swerve becomes champion. Uh, we ha- we did have the uh, number one contender match on Dynamite. Uh, which saw a great bout between Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. And right when they were about to count the three for Swerve, the bell rang because the time went out. Swerve wanted five more minutes. Page said, you didn't beat me. You're never going to get a world championship. No. And Shivani said that Tony Khan said he is going to get that opportunity because at Revolution it will be a triple threat. And Sid, you and I were talking about this scenario mm-hmm. last night. Why don't you uh, why don't you give that, that rundown? Uh, well, this is what I think uh, would would have should happen, and then I know Tim, you had an idea as well. But personally, I mean, uh, with this whole triple threat, I definitely do want Swerve to win the title off of Samoa Joe. But I also don't want it to happen just yet because I feel like this is Samoa Joe's first title defense on a pay-per-view. So I feel like he should at least have one one pay-per-view where he is still champion, like goes in and comes out as champion. So personally, what I think needs to happen is I think Joe pins Hangman to retain, then double or nothing which is like AEW's answer to WrestleMania, that's when you finally pull the trigger on Swerve and say, okay, because, you know, Swerve can say, you didn't beat me. You didn't pin me. So, you know, I'm challenging you. And then you I had the idea of... And Hangman Swerve becomes saying, champion, by the way. <laughs> at double or nothing. Yeah, and then Hangman saying, you didn't beat me in the triple threat. You didn't beat me at Dynamite the way you want to. So I want to be the number one contender, and this is where you can you could start to shift, you know, Ricky in there. Um, that would be that'd be cool. Um, yeah. There was a uh, there's been a guy in AEW that's been really uh, starting to become a star, and that's Daniel Garcia. His team ups with. FTR against the House of Black have really put him on another level. And uh, I believe they beat the Patriarchy a couple weeks ago, and Garcia wants a championship match against Cage. So does Adam Copeland, and we're getting a number one contendership match, I believe, on Wednesday, which will be pretty cool. Um, The... uh, the last thing about AEW I want to talk about was Tony Khan's big announcement. Yep. And his yeah. announcement was that uh, in March they're going to be having a special episode of Dynamite called Big Business coming from the TD Garden in Boston. And he really hyped this up. Yeah. Even after he announced it, he was like, this is going to be a night that changes the landscape so, of, of professional wrestling. Tim. Now we know this morning... Yeah. Will Ospreay 
finished up with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I assume he will be in attendance. But who else? I was just going to ask the same thing. I was like, which uh, wrestler do we know lives in Boston? That would... <laughs> yep. Form the former Sasha Banks, aka Mercedes Monet, because she we, she was seen at All In in attendance in the in the crowd, and she was still recovering from injury. But it looks like you know her time. Well, okay, her time is up. Her time is now. No kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think she's finally uh, recovered. So I feel like she definitely. She, I think, you know, if you're gonna, if she has been signed, like there are rumors that she's already been signed, but they just haven't had her debut yet, you know? So, yeah, and with Mercedes, it's so hard to figure out because she's another one who likes to lean in on social media. Like the night of the Royal Rumble, she posted a picture of her and AJ Lee, like in a, in a face off. Because everyone was saying, "Oh, I hope AJ and Mercedes show up to the Rumble," and obviously, like neither Mercedes already knows that she's not going to be there, but nobody else does, so she throws that out. And then the night that Tony Khan makes the announcement, she tweeted, "Boston with a heart." So, like, is she fucking trolling again or what? You know. And then you got, you know. Kazuchika Okada. We still don't know where he's going to end up, and maybe all three are there. I, I don't know, yeah. but um, I've been really, I've been really uh, enjoying all of the wrestling I've consumed lately, which goes from Dragon Gate to Noah, DDT, AEW, TNA, uh, fucking GCW. I really like what's going on there with Mance. He's, he's becoming insane. And uh, he's just losing his mind trying to set people on fire and shit. But, uh, and Blake Christian and Joey Janela at spring break for the title will be fucking awesome. Um, there's a lot of good wrestling out there. Uh, and I, I'm i excited. The All next right. big Noah show looks good. Uh, same with DDT, New Japan's. I can't wait to watch New Japan from this morning. Um, I did watch one match already, which was Danielson versus Saber, and fuck, was it so good. Uh, but yeah, I think that wraps us up, huh? Yeah, I know, and we did it all under an hour. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Not Yeah, and actually, if you end it out, we'll do it under 45 Pat minutes. Yourself. Yeah. Good job, good job. All right. <laughs> Wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night, you have a great one, and peace and love to all of you. Bang! Bang. Like Cody, like Kenny Omega, you know the, under the. All right.